0: Don't be afraid, lock the doors, turn out the lights, and climb into bed. It's time for Hillbilly Dead Time Stories. For many outdoors lovers, the word camping conjures up images of roasting marshmallows over a crackling bonfire, unwinding with friends and stargazing late into the night. There's just something peaceful about connecting with nature. Spooky and sometimes cheesy campfire stories are a classic way to pass the time while camping. But what happens when the camping trip itself will become the basis of a story that others will tell on their camping trips in the future? That's exactly what happened on a warm July Canadian day in 1983. It was a beautiful July day, and three brothers, Bim, Rupin, and Deppin panya were anxious to start their camping trip with their friend, Rob Sosterick. Bim was the only one of the four who had actually been camping before. As the group left their homes in Regina on route to Lake Diefenbaker, they could barely contain their excitement about the fun and memories that they would soon create. Little did they know that this trip would not only be eventful, but something that all four boys would still talk about decades later. After stopping for a quick lunch in Saskatoon, they arrived at the campground at 4.30pm. They parked in front of the campground office and store to take care of the necessary paperwork and payment. As Bim and Rupin exited the car to walk inside, they noticed a large black dog sitting right in front of the car. The dog did not seem to notice them, so they paid no attention to the animal. While these two were in the office, Rob decided to make a call from a payphone. He got out of the car, leaving Deppin, the youngest of the group, alone in the vehicle. Rob also noticed the large black dog, but just as before, the dog seemed to ignore him as it had the brothers. Deppin became bored of sitting alone and decided to join the others outside the car. Unlike with the others, when Deppin's foot touched the ground, the dog became very aggressive and started barking ferociously. Devin quickly got back in the car and shut the door. Soon, all four were back in the car and headed to their campsite. None of the boys gave the dog a second thought as their focus was now back to the subject at hand, camping. They pitched their tent and began to blow up their inflatable raft. None of the four could get any air into the raft. They decided to take it to a nearby gas station and use the high-pressure air holes. This worked but was an inconvenience as they had to hold on to the raft as they balanced it on the roof of their car all the way back to the lake. It also took longer than expected and they no longer had the time to use it on this day. They would have to wait until the next day to get out on the water. The four young men made dinner and sat around a roaring campfire till around midnight. The wind started to pick up, forcing the men in their tent where they told ghost stories before calling it a night. At approximately 2 a.m., Rupin was awoken by strange noises outside the tent. He forced himself to fully wake up and focus on the noise. He first heard the sound of something moving around, and then a voice. Had he heard the words, Help me? Was someone calling for help? Not only was Rupin now convinced of what he heard, it was actually coming closer. Not knowing what else to do, he woke up Rob. Rob did his best to talk Rupin out of thinking that he had heard voices. In the commotion, the two other boys woke up and asked what was going on. Rob jokingly said that Rupin was hearing ghosts and they all laughed and laid back down, not knowing just how prophetic that comment would be. Everyone fell quickly back to sleep except for Rupin. He knew what he had heard, and now he was hearing it again, but even more clear. It was a child's voice saying, help me. Rupin would later say that the voice sounded pathetic. He was puzzled. Why didn't the other boys hear the voices earlier? Was it because they were being too loud? The next time Rupin heard the voice, he set out to investigate with a flashlight and the axe that they had brought to chop firewood. The wind had died down, making the cries for help even more audible. Rupin went back into the tent and woke Rob again, this time immediately signaling to him to be quiet and just listen. Rob then heard it for himself. Help me. Help me. Convinced that someone needed their help, the two boys woke the other two who could also hear the faint screams for help. They all felt that a child needed help. They had questions. Was this a prank? If not, why would these cries go on for so long? All they knew for sure is that they couldn't ignore it. The boys headed out with flashlights panning the area. They saw something moving. Shining the flashlight in the vicinity of the movement They were shocked to see the same black dog from earlier. It simply walked out of the bushes as if it had been calmly waiting there. The voice stopped and a dog walked off towards the lake. The four young men climbed back into their tent and tried to convince themselves that this dog had somehow made the cries for help. The boys tried to go back to sleep but couldn't. Within a few hours, they were packing up their campsite opting to stay the remainder of the trip in a hotel in Saskatoon. As hard as they tried, the boys could not get the events out of their mind. There were so many questions. Where did the dog come from? Why did he show up at their campsite, which was across the highway and a bit of a drive from where they had checked in? Why hadn't any of the other campers been drawn out of their tents? The next day, as they were on the final leg of their trip, they heard some disturbing news on the radio. A man and his young son had drowned the day before at Lake Diefenbaker from a boating accident, the same day that the four boys had arrived at the lake. The man and his son had been accompanied by their family pet, a large black dog, who survived the accident by swimming to shore. The boys listened in stunned silence. Could they have somehow heard the ghostly echo of the young boy's cries hours after his death? Was that his dog that they had seen? If so, was the animal attempting to protect Deppin, who was approximately the same age as the boy who died? Is that why the dog started barking when Deppin tried to exit the car? What about the raft that they had trouble inflating? Was something trying to keep them from going out onto the lake? Had that dog been sitting in the woods, guarding them? All four boys are now adults. None of them, however, have forgotten the bizarre events that unfolded that night in that Canadian campground. Once that zombie hurt is dead Daddy has to hack off the devil's head And if that devil's head gets hacked Daddy has to hunt down a has to take on a vampire